Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Asiri. My goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Today's episode number 459. We're just wrapping up a series on franchises, and I wanted to use today to just share a couple thoughts on my mind. I was prompted to do so by John T. Anderson, who commented recently on LinkedIn and said, Justin, I've been enjoying your posts. I'm able, um, I'm transitioning out of the military after 20 years. If possible, I would love to hear some golden nuggets of success if you have some time. So I wanted to share some thoughts real quickly and um, in no particular order and relevant to careers in general, not just the transition from the military community. So here's four things that have been top of mind the last couple of weeks for me. Um, The first one is this concept of just needing to get things 51% right. So for context on this, um, I started a company called Executive Presence, where we provide a fully managed LinkedIn service for CEOs. And a lot of my clients are CEOs of very large companies. And as part of our service, I meet with them frequently to interview them and and help them in expressing those ideas on LinkedIn. And so one of my clients, he's raised about $500 million in funding. He runs a very successful company, and I really value the time we have each month to catch up. And one of the things he said to me last month has really stayed with me as I'm building my own company, but I think this is pertinent to any sort of career path and even personal life. Um, he had just talked about how one of his refrains with his team, and he, he runs a company with over 2,500 employees, but he's often reminding them, we just need to get it 51% right. If we are doing things right more often than not, it's going to work out okay. And I've shared that with my team as well. And it might be a personality thing, but I think I like to try to get everything right. I think I really want to do well. I want to please our clients. I want to have a perfect culture. I just really want my company to be the best that it can be. And when you're growing a company or when when you're growing your own career or your personal life and family, I think that sometimes that amount of pressure, at least for me, it can be uh, counterproductive. It can lead to obsessing. It can lead to being... Um, yeah, very obsessive in a way that doesn't serve me or my company or my team. And so what I like about this is just a little bit of relaxation around, okay, I don't have to get everything right, but I want to aim to get more right than wrong. And as I think of John's question or or his request for advice, that's one of the first things that I would say, um, especially about that transition out of the military, I think that especially I can imagine after 20 years of service, there can be so much pressure to figure out the best job, the right industry, the right geographic area. And I can imagine that that pressure really makes it hard to make a decision. I can imagine that that pressure makes it hard to show up in an interview calm and relaxed and engaged. I can imagine that that pressure can lead to sleep loss and all of these different things. I know it has for me. And so that's the first piece of advice that I would relay from one of my clients is you don't have to get it 100% right. You just have to get it more right than wrong. And, And of course, the intention there is not to lead to slacking, which I don't think anyone in our audience would do. But um, I think it's more from a place when you're a hyper achiever, sometimes we can put a little bit more pressure on us than we need. The second, um, the second thing that's top of mind is 
um, a little bit more personal on this thought of entrepreneurship versus big company. And um, after my military service, I went to business school. I graduated back in 2009. And so at this point, I've got about, what, 13 years of data points of seeing different friends and classmates and seeing where their meandering career took them. And one of the things that is standing out to me as I've talked with a couple of friends is um, it's not as if the returns are are weighted for risk. So myself and, and many of my friends, when we left business school, we started a company, which is a tremendous amount of risk, right? Most companies fail. And it, it you know, some of those people have gone on to start publicly traded companies, right? Earning hundreds of millions of dollars. So an extremely positive financial outcome and career outcome. Uh, many of us have not. Many of us have faced challenges and failures and setbacks and have not achieved um, that sort of financial success. And when I look at classmates that at the time, back in 2009, I thought that they were just taking such an incredibly secure and safe route by joining a big company Many of those people over time have built up an incredible depth of experience. And over time, that's translated to an incredible amount of wealth. And so I think that there's sometimes, especially in our military veteran community, there can be quite a lot of pressure, at least in my, my experience, to, to start a company. And I think that that's a great thing. But I, I think it's a, I think, you know, as one of my friends said, I think entrepreneurship is a path to obscene wealth. There is a very small chance that you earn hundreds of millions of dollars. But if you're really looking for a more guaranteed path to a lot of wealth, uh, hands down, the answer is to go to a, a company that's growing rapidly. You know, in my case, I think of a couple of classmates of mine back in 2009 that joined Facebook, which at the time, you know, I and many just thought, man, that's that is so late to join. It's just so absurd. There's there's no nothing to be gained there. And each of them earned tens of millions of dollars from that. And so, you know, again, just zooming out, I'm I'm very happy with my entrepreneurial journey. And I think that there's reasons besides financial wealth to pursue that. But I do want to call out that if you're thinking about the financial returns on your time, I think your best bet is to go to a company that is growing quickly. You know, they say any seat on a rocket ship is a good one to join a company, even if it has 500, 1,000, 2,500 employees. The outcome can be extremely positive from a financial standpoint. The outcome can also be incredibly positive from an experience standpoint. And so there's a lot to gain there, but the risk is fractional of what it is of starting a company, which might leave you with nothing. And so I, I leave that as a maybe a counter common narrative that entrepreneurship is not likely the best path to wealth creation. Um, it is gambling for an immense amount of wealth, but but the odds are very much stacked against you. And if you're looking for more certainty and perhaps a pragmatically smarter bet, that would be to go to a more established company. Um, a third thought is just about giving up. And um, I am just, as we're recording this, completing uh, the second sale of I've had of a business. Um, I had started a company called Captivate.ai a few years ago. And um, just to give you some context, uh, last year, 
had an idea for what would become executive presence and started to focus on that um, that new company. And it took off in a way that I've never experienced before as an entrepreneur. And I just kind of let captivate languish for lack of better words. I just kind of wasn't paying it attention, wasn't able to devote time to grow it. And as you can imagine, over the course of half a year, customers started to, to not renew and the w- revenue started to dwindle from not investing in it. And later I sold it, but it was you know a fraction of the value that it could have been if I had had the foresight half a year early to just pull the trigger and sell it when it was still at a really solid revenue standpoint. And my takeaway that I wanted to share is um, there is a real value in giving up. Um, and, And that might be too strong of a word, but I feel like in our military community, Um, endurance and stamina and perseverance are incredible assets that serve us very well in our civilian career. But I think that it can also be a liability, the unwillingness to give up, the unwillingness to let go, the unwillingness to quit something. And I think still from my time at the Naval Academy and my time in the Navy, I have a very negative connotation around the word quitting. I have a very negative view of people who give up, you know, people who don't go down with the ship. But I've experienced twice in my career now with my first company, Storybox, where I stuck around years longer than I should have, and with Captivate, where I missed out on quite an amount, uh, quite a large amount of money by not selling earlier. Um, in each case, I'm kind of left with a scar, and, and that's where the advice comes from of, it's a great thing to quit things. You know, if you're in a job that isn't the right fit, quit. That's one of the benefits of not being in the military. You can quit. And I think that, um, you know, they, uh, one of the phrases that I'm appreciating now from business school is don't waste three years getting a year of experience. It's really solid advice to recognize when you're not growing in the way that you want to, to recognize when you're accelerating in a direction that's not right for you or your family, to pull the, the ripcord and, and get out of there. And, um, you know, in my view, I don't think we owe anything to a company. I think that it's actually detrimental to stay at a company when it's not a good fit. And so I just want to highlight that, um, at least for myself, a sense of duty or obligation or loyalty can really have an adverse impact on myself, my family, and even the, 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 the places where I stick around too long. So third piece of advice this I just want to give is just to normalize this sense of giving up and giving up earlier. Um, and then last thing, and this comes again from one of my clients at Executive Presence, just a uh, he actually heads a, a healthcare company with about 3,000 employees and um, just a really sage man. I really um, prize the conversations that I have with him each month. And one of the things that he shared in the course of working together, um, what I took away from it was the sense of the intention behind our actions. Um, and he has you know, several small children. He has a very demanding career. And as you can imagine, as I can certainly relate to, when he rarely has free time, he really wants to escape. And that escape can come from binging on Netflix. Uh, you know, the example he gave was, was you know, smoking a cigar. Um, obviously, there's, there's other forms of escape. And you know, as he said, and as I agree, there's nothing wrong with any of these. 
but really trying to choose an intention of finding deeply fulfilling things, things that fill up your bucket, things that actually replenish you. And I'll share for myself some of those things, and I'm still discovering more. Some of those things are hiking or being out in nature in any capacity, uh, going for a bike ride, meditation, um, reading. Um, you know, I found this last month just a real joy in returning to reading, and it's really filled the spot in my evening when I would normally just turn on a TV. And um, so I just share that because I imagine anyone listening to this podcast, you're obviously a higher achiever, you're trying to deepen, you're trying to grow. And I would encourage you, and this is, you know, said for myself as much as it is for you, to really be mindful and pay attention of your intentions when you have free time. And there is nothing wrong with needing to escape. There's nothing, in my view, there's nothing wrong with going out for a night or, you know, whatever your vice of choice is. I think that that can actually have its place. But I also think that if you're wanting to achieve something big, you've got to find um, higher quality sources of nourishment. You've got to find things that are more sustaining. You're, you need to find things that you can access in a shorter amount of time. And I'm not saying this from a standpoint of hustling or finding a way to work 20 hours a day. It's not that at all. But for any of you who have a career and a family, I think you would agree there's just not a lot of uh, uh, spare, <laughs> spare fat in the mix. You know, there's not a lot of excess. And so finding things that can be nourishing to you. Um, I'm, I'm looking right now, I just got a cookbook and I'm hoping to have that be one of those sources of just spending 20 minutes cooking and just unplugging in that way. And it also feeds my family. And so, you know, I would encourage you to experiment with those sources of fulfillment, those ones that really fill up your bucket and just even to scrutinize what you do when you have free time. And at the end of the day, is it leaving you in a better spot than when you started. Those were four thoughts. I appreciate, John, your calling this out on LinkedIn. Um, as you have questions, you know, done many of these interviews and then obviously have my own thoughts on career and life, I'm happy to answer specific questions. The best way to get those to me is at either emailing me at justin at beyondtheuniform.org. That's justin at beyondtheuniform.org. Or if you send me a message on LinkedIn or tag me on a post, um, either of those three are kind of the preferred methods of communication. Thanks, and I will be back soon with an interview with a military veteran about their civilian career. Take care.